0: This is Your Preparation Station, encouraging hosts and empowering topics to equip you along the journey. Preparedness grounded in truth. Now on with the show.
1: Your Preparation Station with Donna Miller is on the air. Tune in for insight and encouragement for living a more sustainable, back to basics lifestyle. No matter where you've come from or what the future may hold, we hope each episode will encourage you with topics, guests, and stories that inspire your journey towards self sufficiency. And now, the hostess of your preparation station, Donna Miller.
2: Welcome once again to another episode of Your Preparation Station. I'm Donna Miller, your host. Please excuse the occasional strange sound in my voice of getting over a, um, it's either head cold and flu or flu, I don't know what it is, but um, I will be occasionally sounding slightly different, so I apologize, but you know, the show must go on. We have, we have this on the books, we're excited to have our guests, so um, here we go. But at least you can hear me right now. Hopefully, you'll be able to hear me through the whole 30 minutes, and I won't lose my voice. We're excited uh, today to have a special guest with us, Kathleen June Horn. She is an author, a prepper, and she has submitted several articles to Prepare Magazine, so I hope you'll check out um, upcoming ones, past issues, if you're a Prepare Premium member. Um, You can see some of the past issues she's done, and we'll kind of get into some of this and and let you get acquainted with her and her blog and her books and some of the things that she's involved in. Um, She started prepping when she was 15 years old, and she helps to focus on things that will help other young people find their path to self-sufficiency. She's currently working on her MBA from Western Kentucky University. So she's very well-rounded. She's got a, a, a cool blog we'll talk about a little bit later. But I want to introduce you to her and we'll get started finding out kind of what got her going. Do I have you on the line? Yes. I'm glad you're with us, Kathleen. Too. And, um, it, it's it's nice to get a, a voice because when I read your articles and I read your work um, – you know, you write very much like you sound, actually. So it's it's good to put a voice with the with the writing because it's um, sometimes hard when someone's reading to kind of pick up the nuances. But um, I think I think you do a very good job of putting that in your work.
3: Thank you. Uh, it's been it's been awesome. I love writing. Um, you know, for 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 like uh, preparedness because I feel like people feel like it it has this problem being like like like. <laughs> being stuffy or something and i think it, you know it uh, makes a lot of young people feel feel like maybe it's not accessible so i really want to make it be accessible to everyone
2: because i think it's so important yeah you're right it's a little stuffy it's a little uh, ominous um uh, maybe a little gloom and do- well no a lot of gloom and doom i think unfortunately it, <laughs> that's, it, what, it kinda, that's the term i'm looking for yeah it went that way and that's one reason we started the magazine in 2012 was because we wanted a positive preparedness message, one that is of hope and help and encouragement. It's not easy, but that doesn't mean it's it's daunting or bad. There's a, right. there's and a
3: that's, Sorry. Okay. Can we, no, sorry. Go Can ahead. I added that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, that's one of the reasons that I, I really like writing for you guys, is, uh, you know, a lot of the. Um, other publications that I read and whatnot, you know, it's always very, like, like you said, it's ominous, and it has a really negative, you know, bent to it, like, you know, if, if something bad happens, we're all going to, like, devolve into, like, disaster movie type, you know, Mad Max,
2: you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: situations, and I, I feel like, I feel like, you know, um, you know, you, we can't really be lost because if we, if we know the the path that we're supposed to be taking um, you know, things can be hard and things can be difficult, but I don't think that it can, we can be completely without, you know, uh, hope of getting, getting, becoming, you know, a, a, a real society again.
2: Yeah. I, I would agree with that. I think um, it, focusing on those things, focusing on the wrong things, on the, uh, I I have to say it, I hate zombie uh, aspect oh, of yeah. the whole preparedness thing. It, <laughs> just, it makes my skin crawl, not because I don't like zombies, well, I, I don't, but to attach it to the preparedness aspect makes me go, oh, come on, it's not necessary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, when you see disasters strike, you do see people doing bad things, but you also see great things coming out of people. You see communities bonding together. You see people rising above the adversity. You see people being far more generous than they normally would have not otherwise. So you ha- there is an equal balance. And unfortunately, people tend to uh, fearmonger with the negative. And mm-hmm. we just want to be a voice that says, no, let's, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is honest, let's focus on those things because that will be what gets us through any any real adversity Mm-hmm. absolutely so give me a little bit of a background on you what on earth got you started at 15 because <laughs> that's, that's like not a normal 15 year old hobby uh, going into self-sufficiency and preparedness well I would
3: say that there were two things the first uh, my dad uh, was in the military and so I grew up Every two years we would move, so I got pretty good at, um, you know, realizing what I needed and what I didn't, mm-hmm. and um, the s- second thing is that um, I was homeschooled, so, um, you know, you, you have a lot of time to, you know, realize, and, I, you know, I, I think when you're homeschooled, you realize that there are things that are that are beyond, you know, your teenage years, and even though things might seem, you know, really important, I think because you spend time with these people that are adults and stuff all day, you realize that that's, you know, whether or not someone, you know, asks you to a dance or something, that's not going to, you know, <laughs> it's not going to impact the rest of your entire life. Right. You uh, know, I to look really on
2: interesting. That. Yeah. I, um, I am a homeschool mom, a Homeschool homeschool oh, three really? for your kids. Yeah. They had the option to go to school in high school and they all opted out. They're like, nope, we're going to stay homeschooled. Nope. I can start college early. This is way better. I'm delight-directed learning. I I go after my passions as well as my core. Um, They loved it. There were, you know, like you said, there are those little hurdles to overcome being a homeschooled student and also a homeschool parent. Um, But I think it gives such a broader perspective. Uh, As long as it's done well, And I've seen it done Mm -hmm. great. I've seen it done very badly. So it's not for everybody. (laughs) You can produce some well-rounded individuals who see a great perspective beyond themselves, or you can produce some people who can't see past their nose. So, and that's (laughs) that goes for public school too. So don't. I mean, you know, I think that's a that's a raising issue more than anything else. But it does, you do have a unique perspective as homeschooler. You've not only interacted with your age group, you've interacted with much younger, much older adults., um, oh, usually your horizons are broadened a lot more because you're exposed to different things because you aren't locked in a classroom seven hours mm-hmm. of a day, five days a week. So yeah, cool. That's very cool. So that gave you kind of the interest in um, you know, kind of diving into a little bit more in the self-sufficiency end.
3: Yeah, well, see, that was the other thing about being homeschooled is that I, I had a lot of time to uh, you know, really focus on um, you know, taking the this this idea that I had about preparedness and researching it and learning more and getting better at the things that I was interested in.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, uh so things like uh cooking from scratch and, you know, uh gardening and, you know, uh just even like even like the little skills, right? Like the forgotten skills, like how to make an acorn out of a uh, how to make a button out of an acorn and stuff. Oh, cool. uh, Are all things that you have time to to research and realize um, because you know I, I wasn't you know uh, focusing on you know uh, on you know just just the general busyness of you know mm-hmm. being in a classroom and whatnot.
2: Mm-hmm. And not to mention the the drama that goes along with basic school there's drama
0: that sucks up an awful
2: lot of time could be doing other stuff so i mean enough said there we go Uh, the the other thing is can you tell me what if you remember what Mm -hmm. was like the first thing you decided you wanted to make from scratch instead of maybe a box mix what was that
3: okay so it would have been um traditional italian wedding cookies Oh, wow. Um, I was fondly... You you, 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 took, you tackled a big one. <laughs> <laughs> well, my family are big into baking. And we always make stuff from scratch and stuff. So um, I wanted to, I didn't just want to do chocolate chip cookies. Like I was, I had a plan. And um, luckily, luckily I, I had some help. But, um, you know, making those was kind of like a, a, a realization that like you don't have to Use a bar like like you can you know with a yes it's a little more work but when I thought about it it wasn't that much more work and mm-hmm. it just felt more like I had really I guess accomplished something you know um,
2: that's true the add water add eggs add oil is not really oh it's quick sure that's great mm-hmm. but there's it's probably not like two more steps maybe three <laughs> that's really exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, but you did. You picked a pretty difficult ones. How they turn out? Did they turn out good? <laughs> they did. They, they surprisingly they did turn out. They turned out good. Um, cool.
3: Which I, I I think that was Jesus more than
2: anything. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah,
3: they they turned out. They turned out edible.
2: There you go. Edible is edible's good when you're starting out. I mean, you know, it may not look exactly. perfect, but edible's great. Uh, you know, long on flavor, short on attractiveness maybe would be fine, but uh that's great. So you you're into gardening and other things like that. So tell me what kind of things you do with your garden.
3: So, um, I have I I have um a so even at work, I have um, plants. So I have like a, a succulent that's growing in my window, and it started out very, very tiny, and it's gotten bigger and bigger. Um, <laughs> and people have actually started to comment on it. But, um, you know, I, I try to, um, you know, th- there are these, there are these um, big tables that are essentially off the ground, and there you can um, basically uh, plant, put plants in them. Oh, nice. Um, so that you, and, and so this, it's, it's a raised bed, basically. Um, uh-huh. But it's tall enough that you can stand at it. Um, and I think that those are really great, especially especially if you have like back problems or you just don't want to sit on the ground, um, right. oh. Because it lets you switch things out and like, you know, keep and, and keep an eye on things.
2: Uh huh. Just keep them away from you know the the like we have rabbits and foxes and other critters that come through the low-lying ones, not necessarily the deer, but it would definitely keep them away from, from some of those other things that uh, wreak havoc on a garden. Absolutely, yeah. That's cool. I like I like those concepts. I'm finding as I get older, the less ground time I spend, the better <laughs> my garden goes, <laughs> the higher I can bring it. Like, I'll go out there a lot more often. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, sometimes the low stuff is like, oh, I don't want to crawl around anymore. I don't do that. <laughs> So that's a nice ingenuity to bring it up a little bit higher. It makes it a little bit easier to take care of it. Mm-hmm. So, have you experimented with anything like canning or anything like that? I'm a little. I've been a little
3: afraid of canning. Um, <laughs> I have. Uh, my 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 balance is pretty good, but my. Uh, I'm, I'm, I can just see myself dropping it on my uh,
2: feet or something. It is a. Um, it is a done. Task, yes. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> but oh, you put um, that I have a
2: to-do list, right? Yes, exactly,
3: absolutely. And I've been researching it, but I like to really research something completely fully before I like try and start it because, you know, I'm one of those people who, if I don't like have a completely perfect list, I will absolutely, you know, forget to put in the pectin <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
2: Oh, what happened to step three? Oh no. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You'll get there because it is a journey. And that's one thing that we've tried to um, encourage people to whether you're you're writing for the magazine or you're reading the magazine. This is another pet peeve in preparedness industry. So you're going to get to hear one of mine is no one knows everything. And Mm -hmm. Everyone is on a the journey. There's not like a point you hit that goes, I have arrived, I am the perfect prepper, I got it all under control. There's nobody there. Unfortunately, there are voices out there that make you feel like you have to panic and push to get to that one. And mm-hmm. it, it's not true. So, you know, you've got the you've got that attitude under wraps, which is good. Take a breath, tackle these things one thing at a time, and um do your due diligence and enjoy it while you're doing it. So uh, that's, yeah. that's really good to hear out of someone. I am assuming you're probably close to the age of my children, so someone as young as you. Uh, so it is a good thing to hear. It's um, hopefully something that can be contagious to other people.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I nothing make, nothing, like, stresses me out more than seeing those articles where they're like, these are the 250 things you need to be completely prepared. And, you know... <laughs> It, it's for one thing. It's not just things. It's mostly skills. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I is. mean, a bucket of food can only get you so far. What happens when that runs out? You know. Um, right. It. You'd be a lot better off knowing how to grow carrots than just having a bucket of congealed carrots.
2: <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Seventy-two hours worth of carrots, and now exactly. next season you grow some because they're probably exactly. not going to be back on the shelf or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, So now you have um, kind of a lot of activities going on, and we're going to take a a little bit of a break and come back and talk about um, your books that you've written and your blog um, and some of the other things and how people can connect with you uh, to, you know, just kind of follow along on your journey. So we'll be right back after this break with Kathleen June Horn, and we're going to talk about some great things she's involved in. Are you looking to have ducks, geese, chickens? Boy, do we have something to share with you. Stop by ranch-coop.com. These folks build some of the most beautiful handcrafted coops for small areas as well as the farm. They are so easy to put together. It took us less than an hour and they're shipped right to your door. Stop by ranch-coop.com. Wonderful people to deal with. Beautiful coops that you can use for backyard and homestead fowl. Ranch-coop.com.
0: National Geographic traveled all the way to Boone, North Carolina, to select Turtle Island Preserve, a nonprofit outdoor discovery center and Appalachian Heritage Farm, as one of the 100 most enriching destinations in North America. For over 26 years, families have gained enrichment while discovering nature and more importantly, themselves. In a world where digital screens and push buttons have replaced actual contact with nature, Turtle Island's beautiful campus and knowledgeable staff reconnect its guests to their natural roots. While camping out, visitors learn vast amounts in our non-electric, wood-fired community. Hundreds of hands-on classes are offered, such as beekeeping, woodworking, primitive skills, and more, covering the gamut of early traditional living. A program for fathers and sons kicks off the summer season, followed by a five-day workshop for adults with renowned naturalist and director Eustace Conway. Turtle Island is a great destination for scouts, school field trips, homeschool, and special interest groups. Please visit our website and then visit our paradise. TurtleIslandPreserve.org or call
1: 828-265-2267. Your preparation station is on the air.
2: Welcome back to the second half of your preparation station. I am here with my guest, Kathleen June Horn. She's an author and a prepper, and one of her passions is to help people understand being prepared and readiness for a young single person, which is great because you do hear um, a lot of people in, in this, I'm going to call it an industry because it's become one, um, not having to to face it at their age or just choosing not to face it at a younger age I should say um, or m- the majority of people seem to be boy this is going to sound bad majority of them seem to be older men <laughs> With gun fetishes, that's just—I'm just, just going to put that right out there. <laughs> and it's nice to have another voice um, because a lot of us are really interested in preparedness and readiness that are not very militant and or or male or you know.
3: <laughs> we're, exactly, we're, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not coming. To, I'm not coming to steal steal anything <laughs> if the apocalypse <laughs> happens. I'm just trying to you know
2: keep myself alive. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, you've picked up on it. You see it out there. And I don't, I mean, there is a place for the certain aspects of that. Um, yes. There's a certain place for the aspects of uh, defense and hunting, mm-hmm. and I get it, but it's very dominant in the preparedness yeah. industry. Mm-hmm. But there, and I what, feel like, I, sorry, go ahead. What's really funny is when you look at the demographics of people who are uh, Facebook followers for our or this show or um, the magazine prepare magazine or whatever it's a predominant women-based followership we have a very heavy hand in it but we're not necessarily the loudest voice yeah I feel
3: like uh, you know I, a lot of other um, you know uh, magazines and publications have an almost like paramilitary slant um, like mm-hmm. you know. If something bad happens, you know, everyone needs to, you know, fight each other. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, I, that's what one of the things I really like about writing for prepare is that you guys don't focus on that. You know, it's about, you know, it's about, you know, like
2: useful skills and not, you know, just, you know, trying (laughs) to Living now. yeah, living now, not waiting for this apocalypse which is my one of my other pet peeves a zombie apocalypse right. uh, zombie we apocalypse. have zombies right now because people walk around with their head in their phone instead of looking around them that's it to me exactly. it's a zombie um, not the other aspect of it but um, <laughs> so we, <laughs> you know I think um, you obviously coming from your point of view how do you reach out to people who are younger or single and kind of encourage them
3: So um, uh, one of the ways that I try to um, reach out to people, to girls who are about my age, is um, I am very active on Pinterest, which is like a social media app. And I have boards that are focused on uh, preparedness and homesteading and, you know, raising small animals and, you know, things like that. uh, Mixed in with boards that are about fashion and, you know, nails and stuff, because, you know, I want people to, you know, maybe you follow me for one thing, but then you, you know, see the other and it starts getting you thinking like, what if, you know, something happened?
2: Well, how am I ready? How could I become ready? Mm-hmm. You know, That's I'm, a very oh, good point. You introduce it along with other interests. Um, and I was, I was reading your blog, which um, I found the name to be adorable. Mini Skirts and dot com. If if someone was is listening and not near the show page, you can click on the show page and click directly to Kathleen June's um blog. How did you come up with that name?
3: Uh well at the time I had just published my first book and um I at the same time was um being, I was I was doing uh fashion stuff on Instagram. And so I was like, I know I want to do a fashion blog, but at the same time, I want to be able to talk about my writing. And so I was just looking for like two words that went together and I was just sitting there and all of a sudden I was like, I don't know where it came from. Um, but once I heard it, I was like, that's got to be it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Because you have a lot of great stuff on your blog and and um, there's a great way to connect with Kathleen June on her blog. Just follow through, and you you'll enjoy kind of just the different things that she shares there. And they're not all preparedness focused. I mean, I think occasionally you you introduce some of that thought process, but it's not like beating someone over the head with it. No, you know,
3: I I want people to to feel like they are connected to me, and uh, you know, so that so that I feel like the best way to to help someone is to be friends with them and to make them feel like, you know, on a personal level, we understand each other. I'm not just out here trying to recruit you to my, you know, (laughs) militia. (laughs) But I really want you to, you know, uh, you know, be be able to, you know, be prepared and be ready and for yourself. Like, you know, I'm not getting anything out of this. This is for you.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Well speaking of preparedness for a young woman and a single person how is it different to approaching it from your point of view versus kind of what you hear in the 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 industry now how is it very different
3: Well I would say one of the absolute biggest differences uh, is that a lot of times um, the articles are written from the standpoint of, uh, you know, a family or a group of people. And, you know, things are very, very different if you're one person, you know, it's actually a lot harder because, you know, you're you're having to do all this on your own. Um, And so you've got to, like, it's so much more important to think, like, how can I do two things at once? How can I be, you know, able to, you know, not just, like, you know, survive, but be able to survive in a sustainable way where, you know, I'm not falling. if I get sick, you know, I can keep things going without me, you know, they're, they're hanging over it, you know.
2: That's true. That's a, that's a good point. I hadn't ever really thought about that because you, how do you scale things back if you end up with a, a broken arm? Um, exactly. And you're used to using two arms and you're only taking care of, or two hands, whichever you are the one sole person tending to your needs. Um, You know, that is an avenue to think. You can't just like call somebody over from the next room and go, Hey, help me open this. Exactly. Um, And (laughs) getting into one of those food buckets, you know, (laughs) it could be (laughs) exactly rough if you're all by yourself with a broken arm. Um, Exactly. You know, that's, that's a good point. So there's, there are other aspects that um, in the perspective of preparedness, that might be being overlooked, is that is that what you're saying,
3: yeah, absolutely, you know, um nobody wants to be the person who dies because they couldn't get it, you
2: know <laughs> <tomorrow>. <laughs> true, <laughs> true, <laughs> so, and do you find um when you talk about preparedness, when you talk about self sufficiency and you 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 actually phrased it a couple of times as readiness as well, um, people your age, do they get it? Are they are they picking it up a little bit now?
3: Um, I would say it kind of depends. I would say that there are some people that you know, and there's always going to be some people that you know don't listen. But um, I think that there is a group, and it's a growing group of people who you know they understand that you know um, our you know society as we know it is not you know this perfect forever thing that can never ever mm-hmm. go away. I mean, you look at a place like Venezuela. I mean, they had you know, things, things were fine. And then they suddenly weren't, you know? Um, and I think that people are conscious of that, even people who are my age, you know? Um, and, you know, it, it's kind of like, well, wait, like what if that
2: happened to me, you know? Right. It, that's true. That's a good point. There are examples out there that hopefully people, but younger people are looking at to say, oh, I mean, some of us who are older have some older examples that, may have impact us, but there are some current examples to think outside um, status quo, if you will. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you, you have published, you said you published your first book. What was your first book? My first book was a
3: uh, Christian young adult novel. Uh, It was a historical novel, and uh, it was about a Roman girl who. uh, Finds out she has a long lost twin sister, and uh, has to go basically on an adventure to, uh, you know, save her sister. And uh, you know, honestly, it does. It was kind of in the when I was writing that I was um, right in the midst of like my first steps of prepping, and there are <laughs> some parts of it that were that you can like see reflected in that. Um, really?
2: Oh, cool. And
3: funny looking back.
2: <laughs> Oh, that's interesting. That's awesome. Um, and what's, what's the title of that book? Uh, that one is called The Swans Call. Sorry, The Sparrows Call. The Sparrow's call? Okay, okay. And occasionally, I want to be able to say stuff. We'll put links in the show page if you're listening and can connect directly. But, you know, you may be listening through your phone or on a drive or something. And um, I want you to be able to remember certain titles and things like that. But if you get the chance to come back to the show page, it'll link directly to some of these things that we're talking about, her blog and books and things like that. And you have written another book? Or are you in the middle of another book?
3: Uh, yes, so I well, i am writing a book right now, but I have a second book that's published, and that one is called uh, 24 Days of Devotion, and it is a Christmas uh, Christian devotional where you do um, a, like a devotional a day from December 1st through to Christmas. Cool. And yeah, that one I actually wrote, well, um, it was, I, I didn't even really, <laughs> I didn't really even expect to do it. Um it was one of those things where I just felt led and... It it turned. I mean, it, I didn't. At I, I first, it started out as a blog post, and you know, writing my other book was like such a struggle. Like every day, it was like, okay, <laughs> what am I gonna write? But this one, this was like the easiest book I've ever written. Like it just, <laughs> I was like, if only all books could be this easy. <laughs> yeah,
2: it just flowed out because probably it was supposed to happen exactly like it did. Exactly, exactly. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, are you writing any more books for the future?
3: Yes, I'm actually writing a book um right now and it is um about uh a homeschooled uh hacker who uh gets himself in a little deep with uh the government. So it's got <laughs> a lot of uh it's got a lot of stuff going on, but
2: uh has nice. been fun. That's cool. That's cool. Well, hopefully we'll have a link on the show page. It'll actually be all your books. So even if someone's listening to this in the future, when that one gets published, it'll show up there too. Um, awesome. So it'll be it'll be a link to actually your specifically written books. And hopefully that third one and maybe in the future, fourth and more pop up when anyone's listening. Um, so we're going to probably need to close out here in just a couple minutes. I want to find out from you, what do you see as far as um, the future of preparedness and anything that that you feel like is maybe? Well, we've touched on what's missing. Maybe the the voice of a, a younger generation and and or for a younger generation, I should say, and of a younger generation, and then the the less militant approach, I guess. We've <laughs> talked about those. I don't want to say non because there are there's a place for it, but yeah uh, less. what do you see is, <laughs> what do you see some gaps that in those of us who are in this as a as a lifestyle as a a voice what do you think we need to do to to rally the troops in the proper way well
3: i mean i think that um in a lot of cases like you said you know a a lot of the, the industry is aimed at uh you know older guys who are you know we're really looking at things, you know, more militant type, you know, preparedness. Um and you know, I think that 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 it is very important to get, you know, uh essentially women and children involved. And while I've seen some really great resources about getting like small kids involved, I think that uh you know, it, don't sell them short. Like don't sell your kids' abilities short. Um you know, don't keep them, don't say, oh, well, you know, I don't want you to, like, you know, you know, uh, you know play in the dirt or anything like that, you know, you yeah. make a mess, <laughs> you know. I think like that stuff is very, very important because it lays these foundational building blocks into, you know, being able to, you know, operate a, a plow and being able to, you know, can things. And, you know, you don't, wanna have, they don't want to have, you don't want to have your kids start from zero
2: at, you know, 20.
3: You know, you want them to be able to start at like
2: seven. Good point. Good point. Reaching back now and finding some of those lost skills and introducing them to your kids and giving them that capability at a young age mm-hmm. actually does equip them should anything happen, maybe not in uh, your lifetime, but theirs. Exactly. So it's it's important to do that so that they are not um, like you said, starting at zero in their late 20s, and don't understand anything that they may face. And it's not that, it, it's not a negative. It's it's all my kids were, no. and I'm going to just say it: brainwashed. I'll just say it. they were brainwashed. No, <laughs> <laughs> they're all introduced to if you're stuck in the woods, how do you find water? Exactly. I mean, it was homeschool for us. It was fun. Um, mm-hmm. But to this day, they haven't used that skill yet. But they can tell you how, and if exactly. they are stuck in the woods, I know they could do it. So right. you know, it's just um, you're right. We don't need to sell the kids short, and we also, I think, uh, in the in other societies, and I am the last thing from a women's liber, absolutely the last thing. Um, but in other societies, the matriarchal, the the women aspect carry a heavy load. I think what we don't realize is because they're predominantly women interested in self-sufficiency, gardening, back-to-basic skills, uh, and that falls into a lifestyle of preparedness, um, that it's important to realize it's going to be done with a feminine flair. It's going to be done with, with a nurturing and um, kind of a uh, not militant, most likely, approach but it doesn't make it yeah it doesn't make it less important it's okay if
3: it's like you know here's the thing I you know it's easy to 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 get guys you know excited you know they're like you know I'm gonna you know be able to shoot a bow and arrow or whatever but you know it's okay to you know motivate women by saying you know like you know if it if it if you need like a you know a cool apron or you know a you know
2: exactly
3: embroider or something you know anything knowledge can never hurt you you know right and get, getting excited about getting that knowledge whatever that is um that i think that's okay you know um like you said you know just and and we shouldn't look down on something just because it's you know feminine or you know or something um because in the in the end uh you know if knitting
2: is going to keep you alive then exactly. you know It'll keep you warm. It'll keep you. Exactly. It'll keep you healthy and, and to approach whatever's next. So there is. It's such a, an all-encompassing thing. Preparedness. Um, I think we're we're kind of breaking that that view here in this conversation that it's not all about storing your ammo and your guns and shoot first, exactly. ask questions later. It's <laughs> it is about living right now and mm-hmm. introducing skills right now to life. That can help you in the future, whether you use them all the time or not, and Absolutely. there's a very well-rounded way of, of being able to do it so mm mm-hmm. well, I appreciate you spending the, the time with me. Is there anything else you'd like to share with people listening before we close out? Uh, gosh, honestly, I think we've covered most of the things that I uh, wanted and I wanted to talk about, including some things that i didn't I didn't even <laughs> expect, but you we, it was a good con- we've had a good conversation. Yeah, it's been good. And everybody listening in got a chance to know you better. So that's great when they uh, when they read your books, read your articles, read your blog. Um, then they'll be able to, to kind of put a person with who wrote those words that are in front of them. I'm, I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It's been a joy. Thank you so much, Kathleen June. And we'll talk again before too long. Okay. Take care. This is Donna Miller closing out for Your Preparation Station. Join us again next time for more encouragement and more information that can hopefully help you enjoy your journey. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.
1: This has been another episode of Your Preparation Station with Donna Miller. We would love to hear from you. Please connect with us at yourpreparationstation.com and on Facebook. Tune in again next time for another encouraging episode. Until then keep growing and finding joy in the journey
0: tune in again soon this is your preparation station speaking hope not hype and facts not fear preparedness grounded in truth